Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and this week I'm going to talk about just not giving up. Uh, from my years of coaching, uh, I've seen athletes that struggled in the beginning but then kept going, and I have a proud dad moment to talk about. Hey guys, so last week uh, I talked about why I haven't been around for a while. Um, so if you go to last week's uh, episode, it was uh, everything that was going on with, uh, with me. Uh, lots of traveling for some major uh, indoor tournaments. Uh, we were in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Then we were in Vegas. And we had a couple local tournaments. Then we were in Massachusetts for indoor nationals. And a couple more local and regional tournaments. And then this last tournament, we were just in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, on top of that, um, I had mentioned a few times over the uh, multiple episodes uh, about my uncle's battle with cancer, which... Uh, he passed recently, uh, a little over a month ago at this point. And uh, at the tail end of this, there's going to be a song, uh, an original song he wrote. Uh, I put it on last week's episode, but I think I'm going to keep it out there for a couple more, just so hopefully more people can hear it. Uh, he's why I have my love of music. He's um, a big part of that. So this episode's about not giving up. Um, I kind of touched on that, just kind of a new beginning and... Um, I wasn't stopped, just paused, uh, talking about the two-year anniversary of my stent. Um, but over the years with coaching high school uh, athletes, uh, I've had many times where, I mean, in case of uh, the high school teams, we have X amount of jerseys. So if I have 20 jerseys, I can only take 20 kids. And it was dictated by that. That's the roster size. Um, in the case of soccer, there's been many times over the years where I've had kids come out and and especially a first year senior who's never really played the sport and a couple of times I'm like listen you've never played you don't have the skill set but what I can do is give you a keeper jersey a goalie jersey and you can still work out with the team get in shape they were basketball players and whatnot and uh, this one particular kid ended up playing a couple games his senior year and had he come out freshman year he would have been phenomenal um, but he took the offer of I mean here's a goalie jersey you're not necessarily going to get in but here you go. Um, so I have a couple athletes over the years. Uh, I just use first names for, for the kids that I've coached. Uh, I had a kid, Kevin, come out for the baseball team. Uh, we go through cuts and tryouts and whatnot, and myself and Coach B sit him down, and we're like, listen, we do have a jersey for you, but I can't guarantee any playing time. Um, we, we have I mean, a good roster. We have some strong players. I mean, it's up to you. Uh, in the state of Connecticut, you cannot play a high school sport and play that same sport in the same season. So you can't play high school baseball in the spring and town baseball in the spring. You can play fall soccer and then fall ball baseball, and then you can play high school baseball in the spring and play spring soccer for your for your town, but you cannot play the same sport. So we give the kids the option, listen, you're not going to get much playing time. If you want to go play for the town team so you get some reps, we understand that. Come back out sophomore year. We're not going to hold it against you. Uh, and some have said, no, coach, I'm going to go play for my town and, and play as much as I can. Others said, no. In this case, Kevin said, I'm just happy to be part of a team. Never complained. And came back sophomore year, made the team. Might have gotten an at-bat, an inning here and there. Senior year, he was our starting third baseman and played the position well. Had a good glove, had a decent bat. I mean, didn't didn't hurt us. I mean, didn't – and wasn't like he was a uh, – 
350 hitter or anything like that, but didn't hurt us at the plate, was a team player. If we asked him to drop the bunt, he would do so. Um, but a really solid glove and, I mean, literally earned the position of starting third baseman by senior year because he didn't give up. Um, Courtney, I think I've mentioned her for years. I mean, she came out for the soccer team. I know this is a boys' team. She came out for the team. Um, we're not going to treat the girls any different. You want to make the team, you need to do everything. You need to do, I mean, the full push-ups. You need to do the full runs. You need to sprint just like the guys. There's no um, no exception. You want to play on this team, you got to do what everyone else does. And freshman year, we ran her into the ground. She ended up with shin splints. And couldn't play freshman year, came back determined sophomore year and made the team sophomore year, made it junior year, and midway through senior year, we gave her a captain's armband, and she deserved it. Again, worked hard and and played just as tough as the other guys. Um, same graduating class, Paulo, came out freshman year. I mean, a little on the shorter side, a little overweight, told us how he was this great keeper, great goalie. Um, we didn't really see it. And he, he hustled, he did everything you asked him for, but definitely didn't have the skill set or the athleticism to play at the high school level. I don't know what he ate the summer between and freshman and sophomore year, but came back and sophomore year, a growth spurt hit him, thinned out, more athletic, and he was our starting keeper sophomore, junior, and senior year, and all stayed at the top of that. Um, so these are guys that just did not give up. They were pushed away. I mean, everyone's heard the story about how Michael Jordan was cut from his high school basketball team and then arguably the greatest player in the NBA of all time. Um, so you can't give up like that. And um, and the proud dad moment, we were in Louisville, Kentucky this past weekend, NFAA Indoor Nationals, and my older son Brian, who's been there I mean, five times now, um, finally came out as a national champion in his age group. Um, he literally has two more weeks, say, on April 7th, is uh his 18th birthday and after that and with the nfaa he will be considered an adult so this was his last opportunity to compete on the youth levels i mean we went the first time years ago when it was his last age group at the cub level the youngest age group shooting at 10 yards and he was shooting really well and shot extremely well but there happened to be a kid that shot just a little better than him and then we went back the following year, and, and he didn't do too well. And then we went back the following year where it was a race, but again, he he fell behind a little. Um, he ended up with a second place as a Cub. He ended up with a third place last year against, I mean, a, a top-notch shooter. And then this year, he finally broke through after five attempts, national champion with the NFAA. Um, I mean, he was definitely excited to do it. I was excited for him. I was actually shooting at the same time, following the scores online, and his last end, so his last five arrows, I, I ran clear across, diagonally across the arena, shot my arrows. He happened to be shooting second on that line. I was shooting first, so I was able to run and, and kind of duck behind people and watch him shoot his final five arrows and saw what the other kid had shot. So I saw that he had won, and then I had to run back and take care of my stuff. So, And it's great when you, you can see athletes. And like I said, I love coaching, and I've seen this so many times over the years where you get those athletes that don't give up that they just keep battling and battling and battling. And in, I mean, I've had many cases where you get an athlete who wasn't the strongest, and instead of giving up and quitting, they just work harder and harder and, and eventually get the job. And um, it, it's amazing on what you can achieve when you, when you don't give up and when you don't get discouraged. Um, I will say having coaches around you is definitely a big part. Um, 
I mean, I've mentioned many times over the years how I have athletes that I'm still in contact with. I mentioned Courtney, and I just went to Courtney's baby shower two weeks ago. I mean, she graduated in, in 2013, and 2012 was her senior year. So, I mean, 11 years ago, and or 10 years ago, she graduated, and here I am at, at her baby shower. Um, so I still have these connections. I mean, Roy. Roy was one of the first athletes that I ever coached when I, my first year coaching soccer, volunteering at that point. Um, we're still in touch with each other, still talking. And he's another one that, I mean, he gives me a lot of credit for helping him out and keeping him on the straight and narrow and out of trouble and, and, and believing in him I mean, as, as a soccer player to play. Um, again, connected with him, and, and he's from the Netherlands, and when Spain played the Netherlands in the World Cup final, he and his father came over to my house to watch the game with me. Um, so it's it's nice to see when someone doesn't give up and finally hits their goal. Um, I know I went on a, a bike ride uh, a few years back, uh, probably about three or four years ago, from my father's house. He lives upstate New York, so it was a 20-mile ride to Cooperstown, New York, and it was a, a major hill climb. I mean, this was... I mean, pretty much all uphill into the last two miles uh, going down to the village of Cooperstown. It, it was a lot of climbing. Uh, I, I have, I want to say there's like 1,500 feet of elevation gain, but it was definitely a climb. And Brian, my son, went with me. And I mean, he was 13 or 14 at the time. And he made it to about the 10 mile mark. And at that point, I just kind of dumped him on the side of the road and left him there. And my wife and stepmother were picking him up. So we had that arranged that that's what he'll be keep an eye out so we get into cooperstown and i was excited about doing the ride he was a little upset with himself that i didn't finish the ride i didn't do this i wanted to finish blah 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 and i said listen my goal was to do a 20 mile ride your goal was to ride as far as you can and you did a 10 mile ride and you have to be able to look at stuff like that don't look at you failed a 20 mile ride look at as a 13 or 14 year old with minimal road bike experience you just did a 10 mile ride again with significant climbing I mean it wasn't like this was a flat ride I mean he did an 11 mile ride pretty much flat with a little little climbing uh, in the past but this was a significant uphill battle literally and he did a 10 mile ride so instead of looking at the failure um, I remember seeing uh, a thing with a coach that instead of pass fail we refer to it as pass not yet. Okay, I didn't fail. I just haven't passed yet. I haven't completed it yet. I mean, if you have someone, two people run a mile and one runs a four-minute mile and run, one runs an eight-minute mile, when the person crosses the line for the four-minute mile, it doesn't mean the other person has failed. They just haven't completed it yet. And that's the biggest thing. I and mean, from a coaching standpoint, I mean, encouraging people and to continue working on whatever their goal is. I mean, in some cases, it could take longer. In some cases, they, they get it right away. Um, and then there's the mental side of it, too. I, I know in a lot of cases with I mean, doing the personal training, and I was just spoke, speaking to someone recently about it, where they want to lose X amount of pounds. So, example, someone comes in and says, I want to lose 15 pounds. I'm like, okay, we can work on that. Here's the thing. It's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. We're going to get you there. Um, but you got to take into account that it takes longer to do it the right way. We have to do it in this format. I said, but also my goal is when you lose seven pounds, you look in the mirror and you're happy with what you see. Now, with that said, there's all so many different aspects of that. One, body composition. I have a progress photo composite of me from 
from 2012, that team photo with uh, Paolo and Courtney where and I'm all belly. And I, I had never really worked my upper body, always had the soccer legs. Um, now I do the strength training. Um, my body composition is completely different. So if you look at this photo, and then I had another progress photo I did around 2018, and then one that I took about a couple weeks ago. Uh, and if you look at me, I'm only a five to seven pound difference between the three photos, but a completely different body composition, completely different person. So it's a case of, oh, I want to lose X amount of pounds, but then you look that on the scale, you didn't lose the weight, but you accept what you, what you feel like, what you look like and whatnot. And it's like, it's the case of don't, don't give up. Don't, and definitely don't use the metric of the scale. I, I tell people always that there's so many other metrics that you got to go by in terms of measuring progress and measuring success. Um, but one of the biggest things, like I said, is just not giving up, being able to continue working to hit your goals. It doesn't matter how long it takes. And it, it's one of those things. I mean, I, I've been going to the climbing gym. Uh, I, there was a climb I did the other day. It was a, a very overhung uh, 5.8 climb. And um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a rookie at climbing and I got that climb. There's a couple other 5.8s or, or 5.9s that I've been working on. And a couple of them have been tough. And it's a case of how come I can fly up this 5.8, but that 5.8 is difficult. Or I can get this 5.9, but I can't get that 5.8. And it's all different styles of climbing. I mean, built for different bodies. I mean, Brian 6'2 with the wingspan of a gorilla so he can make some of these routes where he can reach things or or Dylan only weighs 110 pounds 115 pounds so he has no weight to pull up I mean I'm literally pulling up 100 more pounds than he is so that's a lot of weight on my fingers and on my toes and stuff like that so you take in that consideration and instead of beating yourself up you just work on it work on it work on it and chip away and that's the that's the big thing I mean from from the person working on the goal whether you be an athlete an artist and whatever it is you're working on, you have to not give up. You have to give yourself those checkpoints. It's not, I need to finish the game. Let's go back to the old Nintendo and Mario's. It's not that we need to finish the game in one shot. You get that checkpoint. So when you work from point A to B, not when you fall off the cliff, instead of having to go back to A, you start at B and you keep working. And then maybe you pass C and then you hit D and then you fall over the cliff. But instead of going all the way back, you only go to C as your starting point. Well, that's the same thing as you work on something and work on hitting your goals. There's always going to be those checkpoints where you you don't, it's not like every time you fail or don't make it, you have to go all the way back to the beginning. I mean, I've seen things where it's, I mean, it's okay to start over. You're not starting, starting from scratch. You're starting with experience and you have that experience. You have that knowledge. You, you know what to do. And then from a coaching standpoint, it is very important that we coach people to, to give themselves the pat on the back when they make a, a little progress. I mean, always give yourself that credit. I mean, yes, you might not have run a four-minute mile, and that's your goal, but when you started, it was an eight-minute mile, and now it's a seven-and-a-half-minute mile. You improved in 30 seconds, and that's big. And I mean, down the road, you're going to get down to I mean, 7.15, and then 7, and then 6.45, and you're going to keep making the progress. And so... Again, proud proud dad moment on my son I mean, being national champion NFAA. Um, his official class is freestyle limited recurve, um, basically Olympic recurve, and that shot at 20 yards. And then again, my athletes over the years, I and mean, Kevin, Courtney, Paulo, and I mean that's just to name a couple that always stuck with it. I mean worked hard um, when they didn't make the team or or get that position that they really wanted. 
They didn't give up. They came back. They worked hard. They they earned their spots. I mean, Kevin earned his spot as a starting third baseman. Courtney earned that captain's armband, and Paulo earned that position as my starting keeper. So don't give up and keep working hard. Shift Mindset Podcast is for entertainment purposes only. While the suggestions, strategies, and practices we have given have been proven successful for our personal use as well as clients we have worked with, these recommendations should not supersede instructions given by any licensed professionals, including but not limited to your primary care physician and mental health professionals. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the PowerShift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The PowerShift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. Thanks again for listening to The PowerShift Mindset. Hey guys, and please stay on and listen to this next song called Friends Around the Corner, an original song by my uncle, Jeff Simon. I've been wandering this world for 50 years now I still recall most places that I've been I drove a thousand smiles million tears now Still a billion things I've never seen But chances are I still got time to travel Though pretty sure the half time's come and gone And if by chance my schemes start to unravel or if it's clear that I ain't got very long When it's time I sure don't want no mourners Just send me Western Union out to sea I don't want no sad goodbyes, no forlorners Cause the final ride comes with a guarantee so have old Danny play his concertina and toss me out at sunset in the lead. Don't say no sad goodbyes, just say I'll see ya. I still got one more place I gotta be. And I don't know if the food's that good in heaven. If the fishing's fine, all the beer's ice cold and free. But I know we got good friends around that corner. And on this run, they're waiting there for me. So when I die, don't think of me as former. That's me, you're hearing clear as the captain's bell. I'm just hanging with some friends around the corner We'll all be there in heaven raising hell For every day we breathe we fear the mystery Live our lives not knowing where it leads 
all we leave is our stories and our history. There's friends around the corner, guaranteed. There's friends around the corner, guaranteed. They're waiting there for you, waiting there for me. As for Captain Dave Shaw. Thank you.